guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box Show. My name is Andrew Frezza, and over the next two shows, I'm gonna be sharing with you guys um, some of the big lessons learned that I had in 2019, as well as my favorite books and resources from 2019. So today's episode, I'm gonna be sharing five lessons that I learned in 2019. I don't know if these are the only five lessons that I learned in 2019, but as I was reviewing the past year, thinking about the past year, these are five that really stuck out uh, with me based on uh, the things that I spent my time on over the last year, all the conversations that I had with gym owners through the Seven Figure Box podcast and the Rockstar Coaching Course, and just seeing the, the changes in the industry and changes in our gym over the past year. So the first big lesson that I learned in 2019, and this is primarily worth working with other gym owners, is that if your pricing isn't right, very little matters beyond that, okay? And what I mean by that is if you're, if you're priced too low with your services, your personal training, your monthly membership especially, okay? Whatever your core services are especially, okay? And when we talk about a lot of the gyms that listen to this podcast, their, their core service is a group class, okay? If your pricing is not right on that group class, very little matters beyond that, right? You could think it's a sales and marketing issue, you could think it's an operations issue, but until you have a profit margin built in that's going to allow you to make some money and reinvest back into your facility, your staff, yourself, then nothing really is going to happen beyond that, okay? And I think the issue stems from, in a service-based business like we have, a lot of people think that um, once their fixed costs are out of the way, that those things are truly out of the way. And they don't really, they, they see each incoming membership as sort of like free money. It's all profit, okay? If I sell a $100 membership, I'm getting $100 of profit. And that's just really not the case, okay? So much of that money is already accounted for. And many times if we're undercharging, um, our costs on a membership could be greater than the cost we're selling it for. So on a $100 membership, you know, if we have rent that's at a certain expense, if we have a certain team in place, if we want to pay ourselves, if we bought equipment or we invested in a cleaning crew, if we have recurring costs that are making this difficult to pay off, our costs on that $100 membership could be $125. It could be $95 where we only have a $5 profit built in. And what happens is that no amount of members is going to solve this. Okay, so you could have literally 500 members. At that point, you'd need a new space and more equipment and all this stuff. And that's why it throws off those fixed cost numbers. But no amount of members is gonna solve that issue. So you're just in this hamster wheel where the more members you have, the more problems you have, but no profit is ever there because it's not built in, okay? So I'd encourage you guys, I don't think it's ever possible to really dial in your numbers so well that you can say, well, yeah, my fixed costs are this based on this amount of people, but think of your your offering as more of a product than a service, okay? If you think about like a supplement that you sell, if the supplement company manufactures it for 20 and they sell it to you for 20, it doesn't matter how many they sell you, they're never gonna make a profit, right? There's $0 profit built into that, so they could literally, you could purchase an order of a million units from them and they make nothing. They just created a lot of work for themselves, okay? So that's how we need to think about our service moving forward. And if your pricing isn't right in 2020, very little is gonna matter beyond that. Lesson number two that I learned in 2019 is that nothing is permanent. Even your best employees and your best members will eventually leave at some point, 
okay right there's going to be examples of people to, that stay but there's going to be probably even far more examples of people that leave on a long enough timeline right Stu from WTF gym talk is famous for this line of just saying that you know all members are going to leave on a long enough timeline and you don't want to be emotional emotional about their memberships but you can be emotional about those members and the relationships that you have with them okay and that's something that really got hammered home for me this year. I think I understood that on more of a surface level or an intuitive level in previous years. But you know, we've seen a lot of people over the past year um, that were one time really great employees for us or were one time really great members for us that at some, for some of them, they became not so good employees or not so good members. But even others were still good employees and still good members at the time that they left us. And you know, it hate it sucks to lose those people, you know, and just realizing that, you know, you can never dwell on one person. You know, my my tendency is to 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 look at every situation and feel like, oh man, I could have done this, I could have done that, I could have done this to make this situation better. But I've also had to learn over the past year to take a step back and look at the aerial view. Like where, you know, we have over five hundred members. Like are most people happy? Are most people having a great time? What's the kind of feedback that I'm getting as a whole? And you know, I've realized whenever I take that step back that so much more is positive than negative, so much more is moving in the right direction. Um, and, and that's what helps me get through some of those you know, relationships or members that we've uh, won or lost over those years. So as long as you can take that step back and look at your business as a whole, you know, the financial side, you can look at the strength of your coaching team and, and your front desk team and you can look at the community and the strength of that as long as that's moving forward every three months six months nine months 12 months on these bigger timelines then you're probably doing a lot more right than you're doing wrong and for us I mean we've lost a lot more bad members and we have good members even though there's some good people sprinkled in so I know that you know we are moving in the right direction and that's something that I've really have to uh, internalize over the past year is not to dwell on one or two people. My third big lesson for 2019 is content works. Okay, we've been doing pretty good amount of content for CrossFit Palm Beach basically since the day we opened seven years ago. So we've sort of seen that content benefit us, but because we didn't go from sort of like zero content to now doing a lot of content, it's hard to say, well, content was a differentiator. But now with having the seven figure box show, um, and going from basically 18 months ago having nothing to now having a consistent audience and posting every single week um, and people sort of reaching out to me and recognizing me at different places, different uh, gym events, um, it's really showed me how much content really has an impact. And I've talked about this on other podcasts before, but I don't think it really does it justice of what I'm seeing and experiencing on my end. You know, the amount of people that I've met, relationships I've had, um, the amount that I've learned from other people through having this podcast, um, as well as the opportunities that have come you know, my way, it's it really mind-blowing to me after just 18 months, okay? And I know that patience is a big part of it. A lot of people will look at that 18-month timeline and feel like, well, nothing's come my way because tangibly, there's not a lot of stuff yet, but I can see all these seeds planted, and I know that with another year or two, that it's going to compound to massive opportunities. And it really does amaze me of, of what's already come my way. Um, and that part of that, again, is my perspective and seeing that as a positive. But I'm doubling down on content in 2020. Um, I'm gonna be doing more content for Seven Figure Box. 
I'm going to be doing a lot more content for CrossFit Palm Beach. And I, I'm excited to see where that goes because I know it works. I know when it's done well um, and done sincerely that it can help a lot of people. So I'm really excited to help more people in 2020 with content and to see sort of the fruits of that um, in both CrossFit Palm Beach and Seven Figure Box. And one other thing that I'll add to that is actually we're going to be encouraging our coaches in 2020 to become their own content creators and their own social media managers and not necessarily to be posting you know every day twice a day but just consistently on a week-to-week -week basis posting two to three times about clients that they're working with um, knowledge that they're gaining continuing education um, just stuff that they're seeing in the gym uh, member wins all these different things that they can highlight to show their expertise as a coach start to build sort of a personal brand for themselves and then CrossFit Palm Beach is then able to share their content and bring them more attention and bring them more of an audience through our larger audience. So um, that's how we're seeing content in 2020 and I'm really excited to see where it goes. My fourth big lesson from last year was there's going to be ebbs and flows in your year, in your life, in your business and that's perfectly okay and that we actually uh, maybe wanna seek out those ebbs and flows from time to time and create those ebbs and flows in our life and embrace them, okay? So we just had our second child this past September and that was one of the big sort of life moments for us that helped to create some of these ebbs and flows throughout the year. But I, I think that this idea of balance is sort of a, a myth, right? To me, work-life balance, where I found it to be the most effective is where I get really immersed in something for a period of one to two months and then I switch gears to something else. You know, and in the case of this year, it meant taking several months to really immerse myself in uh, more of the family side and not put so much pressure on myself from the work side. Okay, and when I look back at this year, we've had a lot of these ebbs and flows. Really, the first part of the year for us was heavily focused on active life. We ho hosted the active life workshop. We had our coaches go through the active life immersion, and we we're really trying to figure out how can we incorporate movement assessments into our gym on a regular basis? How can we be smarter with our group class programming? How can we create a program for individualized programming and what we call bulletproof programming? And we spent a lot of months on that key aspect of building that into our gym. And then from there, um, I went into really being thrown back into the business. We lost a couple coaches, so we were hiring a couple coaches, and I was coaching a ton of classes, more than I ever have in the past few years, in addition to trying to hire. And hiring, I've always found, is a very time-intensive process, at least for me. If you guys have better ways to do it, I'm all ears, but I've always found it's a very time-intensive process for me personally. So between those two things, you know, I felt like I was really thrust back into the business, and I had to just kind of put my blinders on. I didn't do a lot of continuing education during that time and just focused on those two roles, coaching classes and hiring. And then from there, once we got our coaches up to speed, we made those really good hires, um, it, it seemed like there was just nothing on my plate for a time being. I mean, I had a lot less classes, I wasn't doing hiring, so I went from being so uh, caught in the business to now having all this time. And that's where we shifted gears to going to Iron and Mortar, the Iron Mortar Summit in Portland, Oregon. My brother and I went out there um, we also, I was also working with Dr. Sean as a business coach and he was helping me to kind of step outside the business. And I really feel like we had a good few months where I was able to work on the business, um, see the bigger picture and not be so caught up in the day to day. And then once that got into September, that's when we had our baby 
And right before that, I actually ended the relationship with Dr. Sean, not because anything was bad, but because you know I knew that over the next few months in September through the end of the year, I didn't want to be uh, taking too much focus away from family. So I ended that relationship with Sean. It's, it's an expensive coaching relationship and I wanted to save on that cost. And I didn't want to feel pressured to have to pay for that cost with my action. So um, focus on family for those few months. And I'm just sort of now getting back into the groove of January and getting this fresh new year. So I've just personally found that when it comes to implementing stuff, it's better to go all in for a shorter period of time and kind of really embody that side of things, right? So for a couple months, I was embodying really being in the business. Another couple months, I was embodying really being on the business. And then other months, I'm, I'm building new programs. I'm focused on family. I think that you want to have those ebbs and flows to your year and not trying to feel like in any given day, you're trying to balance five or six different things. But over the period of, of several months, you've balanced work and family and your personal development and all that. And again, you guys have seen the habits in place. I post it every week with our podcast. I continue to work out five, six times a week. My nutrition stays fairly consistent. There's things that are locked in almost consistently every single week. But with that, there are ever ebbs and flows in terms of this bigger picture. So my fifth and final lesson from 2019 is that there is still so much left for us to accomplish with CrossFit Palm Beach. And I am really excited going into 2020 with this lesson. And this all started really with the Infinite Game, reading the Infinite Game, which I'll talk about actually in my top five books podcast. So a little preview of that podcast. Um, but the infinite game talks about um, one, the infinite outlook on your nutrition, your health, your business, your family, your relationships. How can we embody this? But also things like rewriting our vision statement, which is what we're doing for 2020 is creating a new vision for CFPB. And through that vision and thinking about that vision, it's really renewed my sense of energy and excitement to work on an improved CrossFit Palm Beach. There's still so many more people for us to help and the people we already are helping, there's uh, such an opportunity for us to help them on a deeper level. And I think over the last 18 months, as I started to get more into helping gym owners and doing Seven Figure Box, I certainly never neglected CrossFit Palm Beach. I still think about it a lot, but I started to feel like, well, there's only so much we can improve at CFPB. And over the last couple months, I've realized that, you know what? No, there is so much more that we can improve. And specifically as it relates to the nutrition, the lifestyle side of things, um, the injury prevention side of things. There's so much more for us to do, and I'm excited to do that. I'm excited to shoot more content for CrossFit Palm Beach, and I'm excited to really help either our brand new people that are starting with us or that person that's still sitting at home that still hasn't made that decision to start, still intimidated or scared to start. I want to help them uh, start making changes and make that leap. So if you're looking for that renewed sense of passion in 2020, I would highly recommend reading The Infinite Game, which I'll talk about on the next show. And also a couple other influences that have made a difference for me is um, the active life, seeing the level method, even though we're not doing the level method, I love how dialed in it is. And I'm like, man, there's so much more that we can do to implement something like that at CFPB. And then going through Precision Nutrition again, I've had that certification for a while, but I finally just finished it um, due to getting my CEUs for my level three. And it's awesome to dive back into that material. And it just, the, the combination of those resources and seeing the, uh, reading The Infinite Game has really proven to me that there's still a lot to be done with CrossFit Palm Beach. And not just on a financial side, but really in terms of the impact 
that we're trying to create. So hopefully these lessons help you guys going into the new year. Um, again, if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out, andrew at crossfitpalmbeach.com, and I hope you guys crush it in 2020.